Yeah. Not to shoot down your compliments because oh, I know no. you're going to call it out. Oh, no. But I just want to let you guys know that even if I wasn't here, God would provide some. Uh, no, that's a fact. That's a truth. I'm going to let that stand. That's true. Sustained. That's fair. Sustained. Sustained. Motion sustained. Okay. Welcome, Welcome, my friends. Welcome, my friends. Oh, man. Oh, we got another friend in here today, too. Welcome, my friend. Cody Pratt has joined us on episode three of the podcast. Who, Honestly, you did not make my top five list of supposed first <laughs> guest. What a thing to on say. the pod. You know, I'm a little disappointed that I wasn't on that list. Uh, That's tough. But I am uh, glad and I'm blessed that uh, that I can be here today. There you go. Look at that. Uh, Caleb and I have a streak going of uh, never recording in the same space twice. Yeah, let's, let's see how long we can keep that going. <laughs> we, <laughs> oh we recorded in the podcast studio on on campus. That was a pretty solid level, uh, pretty solid production. Yeah. Then we recorded off our cell phones where I decided to mouth breathe into the mic for an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't that bad. I, I think I think people understood the circumstance. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, and then now we're at uh, at a church in Saint Cl- or yeah in Saint Cloud, where uh, Caleb and I have spent some hours this week, and uh, we got a little desk. We're right by the sound booth. Oh yeah. We've got the whole the whole setup right here. And it's a, it's a it's a good spot. This wouldn't actually, to be clear, this wouldn't be possible without the help of Cody Pratt. Big facts. He did come in. What day did you come in here? Yeah, yeah, oh Cody. Boy. What day were you here? Uh, I think I came in twice, didn't I? Yeah. Once to drop off a cable and once for something else, or was it just one day that I came multiple times? You were in here for a while. You came for like a couple hours. Oh yeah, because we were trying to like route audio into like the camera, so you were here for a while. And then you dipped out to go grab the crew. You're right. I think it was all in one day that I was actually in this spot. But I was on the phone call with Caleb for like four days solid. (laughs) Yeah, it was a pretty Um, consistent act of calling Caleb. I'm pretty sure I came in on Thursday. So it must have been like Tuesday through Friday that I was receiving calls. Uh, No, Tuesday through Saturday. When did we start this? We started, Mitchell and I came in Thursday. Oh, Wednesday afternoon was our first time. Oh, that must have came in Friday. Right. Anyway, so Cody, um, bless him, it's right there. <laughs> he went and grabbed our crew camera equipment, yeah. actually. And that made it entirely possible for us to do a live stream. Yeah, let's give some context. So, Mitchell and I, Thursday or Wednesday evening? Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday afternoon? Time. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. But I'll believe you. Okay. <laughs> So Wednesday afternoon, Mitchell and I came into Hope Covenant Church here in St. Cloud. Uh, the worship youth and family pastor is that her full title? She have she's more the titles? she's the te- I think the director technically, but she's the she's the worship pastor. Yep. And then like the family slash youth pastor. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it's like it's youth group, and then other kind of ancillary family stuff. Right. So we um we came in, she needed help with like setting up their live stream. We came in, she had a little dinky robocam and a uh, 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 I mean glorified webcam. Yeah, like basically. a glorified webcam. And a snowball like blue mic. A Yeti mic. It's right there. Can you see it? On the table over there, Cody. You guys realize this podcast, your audience can't see anything. <laughs> That's you're okay. Saying. We're it's asking if you can I'm see. I'm asking you care you about your opinion as well. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't see it at all. It's 
somewhere over there, I assume. Oh, is it in the box? Yeah, yeah I talked to yeah. the box. Yeah, okay, yeah, then yeah, I see it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, in the grand scheme of things, that mm-hmm. would have worked, but you guys with your blessed and loving hearts decided that you wanted more. <laughs> okay, that's enough out of you. That's <laughs> enough no, out it's of you. not. And spent like four days. I loved it, man. It did not feel like work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it did not feel like work. So we came in Wednesday and ascertained the nature of the problem. So Rachel called me because I, I know Rachel because she headhunted me on Facebook to be a youth leader for her my junior year of college. And uh, then this year I didn't do much with them. And um, <laughs> oh, there it is, laughing right in the mic. That's okay, uh, man. <laughs> uh, so we have that connection. And she knows that I've done a bunch of TV stuff. And so she was like, uh, what if you just come in and kind of look at what we're doing? Just kind of give me your two cents, see what we, if you can help us out a little bit. And I show up. I'm like, Rach, this is not what you want. This will not give you what you're looking for. <laughs> she was like, right, but if we just like put the snowball mic like in front of the stage, we'll be fine. And I'm like, no. No, the Yeti mic is designed for like two people around us, like one of those weird like fast food two person tables that's still too small for like one person. Like it's designed for that kind of table. This is not gonna work. Right. And uh so she was like, okay, what would you do? And then uh Pastor Brian Zahasky, who's the lead pastor here at Hope Cove, uh shows up and he's like, I am ordering a Canon ninety D for to use here for tomorrow. Do you, would that work? I'm like, oh yeah. That that That'll work. Just now, a casual $1,200 camera. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm looking at it. It is one of my, it's ma- it's making me want to get a camera. I've never wanted a camera before because I've always had like the checkout and stuff like that. And I'm just like, whatever. I'll just go rent out a camera. It's fine. Now I want a camera, especially because of COVID and how I can't go use that equipment anymore. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Cody, how are you holding up with your... Uh, yeah, how are you holding up with I, COVID, I'm doing sir? pretty good. I was just going to offer... I have this lovely closet full of camera equipment that I, it doesn't get enough use in my, in my apartment. Oh, I, that being I said, can change that, my friend. That being said, <laughs> I only have... Well, when I bought it, it was like a $900 camera. Now it's probably like a $500 camera. But I have a Rebel T6i that you're welcome to use. Ooh, That's what uh, Kara has. I can make oh, that... Really? Does that record video? Yeah, it records yeah. Uh, 1920 by 1080. Can I... 60 frames? No, 30 frames. Can I borrow it like as soon as possible? Sure. Sick. If you guys want to follow me home today, you can borrow it. Oh, um, I'm so excited. Blessings but upon blessings. <laughs> I have to tell you this whole coronavirus thing has yeah. been it's been interesting because uh I, I've one of my bosses was just like, Yeah, start working from home. Oh where do you work again? You, I'm sorry. It is terrible. Uh I'm so right now I'm one of the lead marketing people for a company called Z Play, which makes the like instant replay boxes used for a lot of sports games. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I've seen that equipment around. Yeah, me too. Okay. Unfortunately, St. Cloud State refuses to buy one. Well, it's because uh, they sunk 120 grand into the Grass Valley. Yeah, K2s. the K2 dinos yeah. that are discontinued. Well, they're gorgeous machines, though. They are. Uh, they, I love those machines. They haven't been updated in a few years. They, but yeah. yeah, it's kind of a liberal use of word, a few. It's like 10, 10 or 12. But... I have been blessed by the Lord with the time I've spent on a K2 Grass Valley replay machine. Anybody that uh, is wondering, uh, I'm trying to get out of this and back to regular people speak because Cody and I just TV'd out for a second. It's fine. Oh, Oh, dude, Uh, speaking of replay, let's do a replay of uh, COVID-19 and how it brought us here. So, um, showed up to the world a few weeks ago and I was like, 
it's probably not a big deal. And then it quickly became a big deal. Well, it was a big deal in China first. <laughs> yes, obviously. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, like as spring break ended, we were told by the school, like, hey, you get another week. And then like promptly the next week. Like another, get, like a couple of days later. Yeah, a couple days later. You, again. you get three total weeks of spring break. And so we're in our third. And like when Rachel put out this kind of like call, call like, hey, I need help. It, it to me it was like oh dude this the hope covenant church can be a place for us to like still be in quarantine still be in an isolated building yeah and be able to have a, a space to work and to to do good things and then we got roped into graciously oh. <laughs> roped integrating an entire live stream production you roped into <laughs> that is the word right in the right. english language it is roped into because <laughs> i did not show up on wednesday afternoon or thursday morning thinking it would become the undertaking that it was and still kind of is However, roped into has this connotation that it happened against my will. I roped myself into this project. I, I, I wanted this to happen really bad because I spent uh, Corona. I, uh, I, spent <laughs> I spent like eight, nine days uh, in before quarantine was even necessary in self-quarantine, just in my apartment not doing Oh, anything. yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, and so then I was like, I need to do something. I, I, I want to get out of the house. I want, I mean, obviously everybody wants to get out of the house, but I want to go somewhere. Like, because you and I were talking about a second place or even a third place. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And how just like, it's really good for humans and psychology just to be able to leave home and to work somewhere else that's not home. Yeah. So, and then Hope Covenant is a little smaller than the church that, us that Caleb and I have spent the time at is Westwood Church on the other side of town. Fantastic church, love the people there. Yeah, um, but it's a lot bigger, and so mm-hmm. just because of that, the staff is bigger. Not a lot of time here, but Rachel puts out this call. Hey, can you come help? And I saw so many avenues that I was like, I can, I can help. I with can that. help. Can I help with that? And Caleb's like, Yeah. And I felt bad because I didn't want to drag you into it. Like, <laughs> I was like, Hey, man, do you want to? Co-? And like before I could even finish asking you if you wanted to show up. You were like, so uh, yeah, I'll be here tomorrow, and the day after that, and the day after that. <laughs> we were here nine to five for three days in a row. I think the biggest day was that first day, though, when you showed up, Cody. Yeah, when Cody was here. So part of the reason I called Cody in was the Yeti microphone, bless it, it's not sufficient. Fantastic piece of machinery. Beautiful piece of machinery. I know I can bring it digital. Yeah. I know there has to be some way <laughs> to bring audio signal from the board to OBS, which is our streaming software. <laughs> Thus began a giant journey. <laughs> Cody, you want to fill in some detail here? Yeah. On uh, what happened? Yeah, not to Particularly how much. we cooked that magwell. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's right here. Uh, not to go into too much TV talk, but yeah, we, yeah. we, we hit some bumps along the roads. Uh, originally, we decided that we'd go out of one of the speaker outputs on stage uh, into one of our cameras. Uh, luckily, the camera it seems to have weathered that just fine because there was definitely about 12 volts or something of phantom power being chugged through that speaker line that we did not realize we're going was yeah. going to be fly through that. Yeah, what puts it in perspective? Um, oh, sorry. What, what puts it in perspective for me is that the screen up here flickered. That the phantom power made it all the way back into the Mac Mini. Yeah, the, I was like, uh, Caleb, the monitor is flickering. Um, this isn't normal. <laughs> Caleb, do you remember what you said when you came around the corner and saw that? No, what did I say? Huh, that's weird. And then <laughs> walked away. <laughs> As if the Magwell 
potentially the $1,200 piece of machinery that was brand new isn't getting just absolutely rocked right. with a ton of Phantom. So that was like plan D. Oh, yeah, yeah, because uh, we were originally trying to just get the board into the computer. Yeah, so we, we, have a, we have a USB into the computer. Couldn't figure out why that wouldn't work. We tried to take an output directly from the back of the board. Couldn't figure out why that wouldn't work. It was actually, uh, it was my brilliant idea to be like, oh, there are monitor outputs on the stage. Let's just run a cable all the way from there to the mic input of the camera like we do at Crew. Right? Right? Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> we're trying to park a semi-truck in a... In a mic port? House? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, the funny thing is, is our final solution was probably, what, plan A, B, or C, where it was like plug a cable from the, the board into the computer. We just didn't realize that the board sends all 32 channels at once. Right. Yeah. And OBS only likes two channels at once. But it works now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've had our... We've had beautiful the live stream was, was really pretty. Did you see it? Did, I didn't send it to you, did I? I can send I it know Hope Covenant. They probably have it on theirs, I assume. Yeah. It is on YouTube. Yeah, yeah it's on YouTube. I well, saw that they posted I just haven't watched it yet. This is actually... So, this is really cool for me because I... In my three years in TV, I've spent a lot of time pursuing a producing role. And sometimes I've been in that spot. Sometimes I've been not, but working for one. And the whole thing's been a lesson. But it was very much a like executive producer role um, because I would like have a lot of answers for stuff, a lot of problem solving. But then when I knew I didn't know what I was talking about or was just on it and Caleb had the motivation and the, the zeal after whatever problem he was after, I was just like, okay, cool. I'm going to sit here. This is the problem at hand. I'm not going to put too many cooks in this kitchen. I'm going to chill out. And then we did a rehearsal slash recording slash live stream to like test the live stream to record something to have in case Sunday morning busted and to just get everybody a run through. Uh, I was calling a little bit. I was directing a little bit of traffic, but mostly I was just passing and letting everybody do their job. And it was fantastic to watch because Caleb's never broadcasted before. <laughs> and that experience looked like the best and worst of his life from where I sat. Yeah, you weren't here for Saturday when we went the run through. Um, the first run through was really bad. So, on our computer, so this little box you've given us, this Black Magic box, can't do 4K, um, and that's understandable. It looks like it literally looks like it was pulled out of a '90s dumpster. Not to knock it or anything. Well, it is only like a hundred and fifty dollar box. It's not. You know, designed to to do all a thousand dollars worth of things or well, three hundred dollars worth of things. Right, right, right. And I don't get me wrong, I love it. But also, when I downloaded the software for it, it was like this software is out of date and will probably not be compatible next time your Mac updates. I'm like, ah, okay, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, so it's fine, dude. It's a cool. it's a beautiful little box. It works really well, mm-hmm. but it only outputs 1080i. It's whatever. <laughs> More words. I don't even know what that means. So, our first stream Saturday morning was like a practice. Oh God, it was so bad. It was so bad. The YouTube video was like 240p. The it was 240p, and it was seriously like 10 frames a second. Yeah, it was like not 10. even like eight frames a second. What happened was we were sending 30 at like a thousand kilohertz, and YouTube was expecting 60 frames at like 4,500 kilohertz. Kill, 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 bits. Kill a bits. Yes. Kill a something. I don't know, you guys are 1000 Ks. So talk. at a certain <laughs> at a certain power and a certain frame rate that weren't connecting to the power and frame rate of YouTube. 
Sounds about right. Either yeah. Way. Uh, yeah. So si- oh, we also couldn't figure out how to go live until we found the blue button in the corner that said go live. Yeah, dude. That so there's a lot of small brain activity <laughs> on that Saturday <laughs> morning. Well, it's understandable. You guys had nine to five days, like four days, what, two, three days before that? This perfectly valid reason that Cody's giving is not working for me. Yeah, not hitting. <laughs> this is not hitting. I don't think that's true. This is not a, f- I'm not, <laughs> not a fan. Thank you, Cody, for always uh, keeping me in my place and helping me realize. No, just helping me realize and understand that I do have limits. It is helpful. Because, <laughs> uh, Cody, are you familiar with the Enneagram? No. Oh, no. He's a two, though. Oh, okay, bet. So. Sorry. You're a two. You. Oh, God. All right. Go listen to our last episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Enneagram is like the Myers-Briggs. It's a, a method of pattern recognition um, and, like, method of understanding oneself based on, like, psychology and descriptions of different types of people. But it's not like compartmentalizing and categorically like distilling your meaning down to this one type. You know what I mean? It's not to confine your one's one's self. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. No, that's the worst explanation. Okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, hey, hey, guys, ow. you should do this. I think this is a great time for you to do a shameless plug of what oh. your podcast is, oh. where to find it. Uh, mostly because I have no clue where it is when I'm on the podcast. Okay, oh, sick. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you go to anchor.fm slash cellmates. Right, you're just doing that right now? Okay. <laughs> so anchor.fm. Hold on, hold on. The best part of this is my brain was seeing this like a like an edited produced sketch. Yeah. And Caleb's talking. So you go to anchor.fm slash cellmates, and there's this pause, and I just hear Cody going, <laughs> Too bad we don't have uh, uh you know some sound uh, effects uh, to add in there. Yeah. Uh, we can, but that's not that's gross. Yeah. So uh to make a long story short, I produced the show on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon and then Sunday morning. Yeah. Saturday I my entire brain was on overdrive. I was sitting here adjusting levels of audio, doing the slides, prepping the scenes for transition and background music all at once as soon as it needed to happen and adding things at the last minute because I thought they would look better and they did. (laughs) He was correct. (laughs) But after, so when they finally got to like the sermon and the table talk where they were just sitting there for about 20 minutes, I was like, okay, I can breathe. I took my pulse. I was over 110. Yeah. BPM. You were at 98 on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I was at 110 on Sunday morning, actually. Really? Yeah. Nice, dude. It was intense. It was also extremely fun like i think doing this type of work it's not what i went to school for it's not what i spend most of my days doing right but uh being in this kind of producery chair like telling people when to move and like setting all these things up it was extremely fulfilling i put on my snapchat story i'm like this is the most fulfilling work i've done in years because i'm using like all of these talents and all these gifts and all these things that I've learned through Mitchell, through you, through running sound at crew, through software engineering, for God's glory, right here in front of me. And it was sick. It was super cool. Yeah, that's one of the ma- biggest things. So we haven't really talked about it that much. but It's because I was saving it for here. For, for here? Yes, for the pod. Oh, right. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you said you haven't talked about it that much, and then continue your sentence, and then it'll make sense. We haven't talked about it that much here, uh, but I 
we we have wow sorry i just whew, my brain buffered so hard just there dude that's okay went down to 144 Cody, you know what the another piece of our podcast is as a definition? Is that we want this to be a photo album of our lives and what God has done. And Mitchell said this to me the first episode. Some of the photos in that photo album are kids pulling hair. <laughs> fighting. <laughs> and fighting. It's, it's okay to keep those. It's good to keep those. Thanks for the reminder while talking to Cody Pratt. Um, <laughs> so we have... Uh, I think it's safe to say we have, well, we had coffee with this pastor at a church in the cities. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I personally, I think you probably did too, Caleb, felt a significant pull. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say call because I feel like call has this automatic like officialness to it, but mm-hmm. felt a pull to this ministry and to the idea of ministry in general. Yeah. Which for me is wildly off course, off of my course, <laughs> uh, because I've been spending the last three years like pouring blood, sweat, and tears into television and and loving it. So I was like, how am I supposed to do ministry? I want to do TV. And then Rachel Asting calls me like, hey, can you come check out our live stream? Can you come look at this? And then I proceed to, without even trying, like I didn't I didn't push to spend nine to fives here for right. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It was like, oh, it's 11. Oh, it's two. Oh, it's five. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. We've been working all day. And it was focused work. It was productive work. Yeah. And... I was like, oh, this is how TV and ministry can go together. <laughs> nice. Cody, Sick. where do you feel like uh, you fit in with this, with the gifts you have in the ministry that you might feel called to do? Oh, boy, that's a broad question. That's a, that's a pretty broad um, So originally when I started, you know, I, I, I started in TV. Uh and it took me a while to realize that the reason I was placed in TV wasn't because I'm good at TV or because I enjoy TV. Oh. Um, I was placed in a place where I could do TV and be a mentor to uh, a younger generation where I worked alongside a bunch of high school and middle school youths. Mm. Um, and since then, I kind of realized that God actually used TV as a, a way to show me that I can be a mentor to you know, uh, continue being a mentor throughout my life. And that's kind of what I've decided that my ministry um, going forward can look like is, yes, I can still meet with with random guys, uh, random students and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But what I, would re- what I really love and what I enjoy doing is sitting there listening to how someone's doing and encouraging them on to, to grow some more. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that Cody Pratt? That's just Cody Pratt to a T, my friend. Tuesday, 9 a.m. in the library, me and him every week. We have discipleship with uh, with Kyle Blake. Yeah, Kyle Blake. Gosh, you know, I I talk about being a mentor, but Caleb, I think you and Kyle sit there and whip me to shape like every (laughs) single week. Well, that's. Oh, boy. (laughs) What do you mean, man? I don't know, man. I go into those and I feel like you guys are sitting there going, all right, so what's your greater plan in life? And I'm like. I I'm still answering the question you guys asked me last week. Now you're asking me a new question. Am I supposed <laughs> to like keep trying to figure out last week, or am I supposed to keep moving forward? I always feel like I'm a week behind. Nah, man. I it's been wonderful, absolutely wonderful to be in discipleship with you. I think to see your growth with Emily, to see your growth with her parents and your parents, has been absolutely amazing just to see God's hands all over it like I remember when 
<laughs> I remember when you and her dad like first started to interact and it was super duper weird. <laughs> you're telling I agree. <laughs> you're telling me about it. And now it's like you have real and difficult conversations with him about running a family. Yeah, I've it, we've had a couple of difficult conversations and I don't know if I'm actually I, I assume that God's working in it in some way because right. uh there's been a couple times where I've caught him kind of walking a, a path of untruth and claiming that it's God's truth and mm-hmm. I've kind of had to to confront him on it and he didn't like it and he still doesn't like it but usually later on he comes back and goes I, I don't agree with what you said but maybe you were onto something so dang dude look at that Andrew Peabody spirit in you <laughs> oh. that man that man takes it to an extreme yeah, um, we actually were talking about him last Wednesday uh, because Cruz still is meeting online but uh, mm-hmm. which is a college ministry here in St. Cloud State yeah um, but like everyone around the, the group was like hey I just got a text from Andrew Peabody about this thing and then someone was like I haven't gotten a text from Andrew Peabody for like two months and they were actually sad about not getting a text from him <sighs> Oh no. My heart. This man works so hard. <laughs> <laughs> he texts so many people. It's not his fault. <laughs> Andrew used to blow my phone up and I just wouldn't have the time or energy to respond. Right. He just it was it was pretty impressive how he consistently texted me at the worst times. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd be in the middle of like a, a hockey broadcast or in the middle of something I cannot step out of. Mm. And mm-hmm. I don't have very many of those things where I won't step out for people or I won't whatever. But he texts me like, hey, you coming out to the thing in four weeks? You want to go to Winter Conference next month? And I, I'm like in the middle of, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I'll get back to that. And then I just kept on forgetting to or not mm-hmm. being able to be men- mentally present for it. So then he stopped texting me. And I feel kind of bad about that. I'm sorry, Andrew Peabody. I'm sorry, Andrew Peabody, if you hear this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Delaney. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, just hearing... So Andrew has been a pivotal, pivotal person in my faith journey, even though he'll never know it probably or fully understand just how much he's affected me. But like from the moment I stepped onto campus in crew to now, I'll probably never step onto campus the same again because after this this six weeks, it's over, right? Like I'm not coming back for grad school here. Knock on wood. Praise the Lord. I don't know. <laughs> see where he places you. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but, like, as soon as the Rona hit and spring break was extended and now it's all online, like, I'm never going to be in a classroom again like that. I'm never going to be just hanging out in Atwood sharing KGPs. Like, I'm never going to be all the things that I've been these past four years. And it's really... It, I I thought it would shake me a lot more than it is, but it, I think the the point I'm trying to make here is that like Andrew and this gigantic change has really shown me exactly just how much the Lord has transformed my view of college ministry. Because when I first came to St. Cloud State, I was like, college ministry is kind of hokey, kind of weird. People walking around with little booklets and all this other stuff and it's like trying to make an adult youth group and it kind of feels gross <laughs> and yeah <laughs> is that where you're at right now yeah still 
Uh, no, well, less, a lot less. Okay. I for definitely sure. used to be like fully disenfranchised with crew, and <laughs> I, I want to be clear, I was fully disenfranchised with like the concept of crew TM. Not, I was not like, I did not have your problems with the people. Okay. Okay. Like there were no like broken relationships that I was avoiding, or that there, there was literally zero people problems. But I was like, what are we doing here? Mm. What is going on? Are we? This is youth group. This just feels like youth group, and then. Once a semester, all the dudes go off to their section of the area, and all the girls go off to their... Where, I mean, like I'm talking about like men's time. We're going to go shoot yeah. some guns. We're going to go play Mario Kart because we're, we're guys, and we love video games. And it was just like... That was a good day, though. I love that day. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I liked weekly meetings, and I liked playing on the worship band, and I liked hanging out with people. But I was like, we're being called to such a high standard of leadership and such a high standard of our conduct. Like mm. we, they're, they're, The bar is really high here. For what? What what are we doing? Like I, I if the bar were high, I I feel like we would be doing something super significant. Right. That was my feeling. Now the truth is it's the kingdom that's automatically yeah. significant. Mm. And I know that. And I knew it then, but it was just a lot more present of an emotional reality for me. Mm-hmm. Um I got into crew my freshman year because of the man who discipled me freshman year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Paskowitz, who remember Beaut. Andrew Paskowitz? I I actually I think I've met him, but that's about it. Yeah, he so he he's like you know how crew will like text freshmen and stuff. Yeah, and he was the one who texted me, and I was like, oh man, crew's just gonna be knocking on my door, trying to get me into their clutches. And then I met with Andrew down in the basement of Atwood, and he was like, hey man, I'm like, hey, what's going on? What are we What are we doing here? And he's like, I feel like we are just having a conversation. I'm just here to like talk to you and get to know you, and you can meet another face because you don't have that many on this campus. I was like, "Wow, okay, cool, that's a good plan." (laughs) 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 And he, yeah, so I I love Andrew Praskowitz, and he's why I got into crew. And then he felt called to not be a part of crew anymore to go to Alexandria after my freshman year, and that was hard. That was really hard. Yeah, it was good. I think we've talked about this a lot. Probably by now, like a couple of years ago, but uh, yo, hold on, that was a real genuine thing that unironically just came out of my mouth. What we were talking about that a couple of years ago. Is that is that, that weird? That's weird to me. Yeah. What do you mean? Because been like, here for almost four years. I know. I know that. <laughs> I, it doesn't feel like that at all. I I said this the other day, which is like a, oh, a couple of years that's ago. Profound if you get it, but if you're not understanding the what I'm trying to communicate, then it sounds like the dumbest thing you may have ever heard. <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe I spent the same amount of time in college that I spent in high school. So, well, if it makes you feel any better, I've spent more years in college than I have in high school. Yeah, Cody, how old are you? I'm 20. Oh, gosh, I'm almost 24. Look at this guy. I didn't know that. he got a year and a half left, too. Wow. Right. Well, I'm hoping to be done. Well, we'll see. I was hoping to we'll be done see. next year, but uh, with this whole coronavirus thing, right? Uh, it's kind of put a, a a kick in the door. I don't know what the saying is. I'm really it's bad put at a it's obstacle in your path. There you go. Yes, a tripping block. It's put an object in your direction. Stumbling block. A stumbling block. There we go. There see, we like go. I'm, r- I I mix up block. idioms all the time. <laughs> Sorry, I. <laughs> One of my favorite forms of comedy is to rephrase simple things into into goofy things so it's like tripping or stumbling block tripping square 
You know what I'm saying? Tripping square. Tripping, Tripping square. Tripping square. Uh, the one I, I do that unintentionally, like green behind the ears. You have to think on that one to figure out what I just mixed. What do you? Green behind the ears. Oh, oh, what behind the ears and green? Yeah. Just green. <laughs> yeah, you know, being a green newbie or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, anywho's, you asked me about what now? College. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to be done next year. Yeah, you've got a tripping square in your path because yeah. Of <laughs> tripping square because I'm supposed to have a certain number of hours in the classroom, and if you oh, aren't from Minnesota, no. there is no hours in classrooms right now. Well, if you aren't from anywhere, really. Yeah, that's true, actually. But Yo, that's crazy. Oh, no. Yeah. That's fundamentally busted. There's no way to get around that. Well, they're working on, like, well, do we Can put out a bunch of teachers that are untrained, or do we hold them back, or do we, like, teach them how to be online teachers kind of things? So we'll see what next year holds. Man, just y'all, te- y'all don't even know how to be online teachers. What do you mean? You should... <laughs> I haven't gotten a single class on how to be an online teacher. I don't think my professors know how to either. I don't, I don't think professors know how to click full screen on a YouTube video, dude. There are some professors that are just like, when they're like, okay, where's the... Um, Keep in mind our demographics here. There could be some professors listening. Maybe That's, they'll think it's funny. I think a professor that knows how to find our podcast has no problem playing a YouTube video. <laughs> the, the professor I'm talking about right now does not listen to this podcast categorically. <laughs> I you know I don't really mind if a teacher can't hit the full screen button on YouTube, but when a teacher can't figure out how to reply to an email, that's when I get upset. The teachers, uh, that's the thing. This is I, I'm oh. a little bit on the other side of the ball from you on this one. I I don't get it. I in my personal experience, I have seen teachers that are so technologically inept. Not every teacher. I've seen a lot of teachers that are very very technologically inept. I'm not right. I'm trying not to categorize teachers and professors as a as a category. Or I'm not trying to generalize them. Yeah. But I also have seen plenty of instructors, we'll say as a blanket term, that struggle a lot technologically, but are somehow magically able to pump out emails right when they need to. And I do not get it. I just don't understand. Right. Like, why why does this happen? Why can't you figure out how a hyperlink works? (laughs) But I can send you an email, and somehow... Before I, it feels like before I've clicked send, the reply has arrived. I, I how do you do this? Uh, how does this happen? It's helpful that like on your cell phones, you can just hit reply, and there's a little box. You just type your stuff. Oh, like in. a little yeah. Send for my iPhone, dog. That's how all my teachers reply to their emails. Oh send goodness. With Verizon. I, I love the text to speech features now on cell phones. Oh, that's true, actually, dude. Makes maybe so that's it. Faster. Maybe oh. they're like they just read your thing and they hit record and then or not record but whatever like dictate. And then it sends it back. I I had a teacher who I won't name, uh, but his name was... I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have a teacher that I'll leave unidentified. His name was John Doe. Um, but he would always, like, request that you email him in, like, such a format and in such a way. And then his responses were, like, okay. <laughs> Sent from Outlook for Windows 10. <laughs> like, that was it. That was all it said. <laughs> I'd be like... This man got on a laptop to say, okay. <laughs> I would, like, I would like email him, like, okay, here's the format, here's the thing I care about, here's the individual assignment. I would send him screenshots. I'm like, okay, this is what you say in the textbook you wrote. Yeah. This is the answer to the D2L quiz. Clearly, there's something different here. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I- can you come in? I don't get it. No capitals, no punctuation. Oof. That's it. 
That's rough. So I'd come into his office, I would print out the email, and I'd be like, <laughs> here's the difference. He's like, oh, I didn't see that on my computer. How? <laughs> How did you not? Explain to me. Uh, Caleb, I, I have a very important question. Was this teacher in your content area? And if they are, how in the world are they in your content area? They are computer science. Uh, that's a bit hypocritical. How? How? Yeah, how? Uh, well, computer science is not necessarily using emails, but it also isn't necessarily <laughs> keeping up with modern day. <laughs> computer science is uh, a wonderful, equal footing degree at St. Cloud State University that I do not want to disparage. However, However <laughs> the, did you say clap? Just yep. <laughs> However, <laughs> the faculty at the computer science, or in the computer science, are leave, leave a lot to be desired a lot of the time. And that's not every faculty. It's just the ones that I've experienced have been somewhat difficult to work with. And it's because when they get sabbatical, or just if 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 they're tenure, they'll just teach their classes, and that's kind of it. And it's sad. And I know they're smart. Like I have mad respect for I this particular team. Yeah, I know they have brain. <laughs> Otherwise, how else would they have PhD? How else would they have research papers? How else would they have letter in front of name? <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Right. And he is a wonderful man. He's a very sweet man. He's a very knowledgeable man. Just as a professor as a teacher, as an instructor, as a communicator, nah. <laughs> Not for me. That ain't it, Chief. <laughs> and that's that's kind of the it's kind of the trend with the, like this kind of content area, as you say. Like there are people who lean more so on like the sociable and uh good teammate type of side. But they usually don't have as much technical skill. And then those who bury their heads in computers usually have less of the social skill. This is kind of how it is. Makes sense. Right. Um, I think that's kind of a, a trend of professors is you either get the professors that like started as a teacher and then kind of learned a content area or you mm. have the, the ones that started in the content area and kind of learned how to be a teacher. Right. I <laughs> bless him, uh, the chair of our department, the software engineering degree. He is amazing. He, I consider him a little bit like a big brother to me. He is a great mentor. He is a great guy that I would love to have in my pocket. I don't like taking tests from him. I don't like doing assignments for him. I don't like any time <laughs> he puts out requirements and you have to try and fulfill them because you will fulfill them wrong. There's no way around it. So he and yeah, that's right. He started in the content area. He is an extremely professional person who wanted to create a degree and teach. So he does. And he teaches the master's program and the undergrad program. Makes sense. Yeah. Something that I did want to get back to a little bit though is that yeah. my view of college ministry. Oh yeah. Now that we're literally no longer on the college campus is so different. Oh, yeah. Because I am now seeing how college ministry does act and feel like big boy, quote unquote, ministry. Like what we're doing in this church, making this live stream, they're sending out texts, they're creating media. Like these are things that college ministries across the globe have been doing for a while now. 
they're younger people, they're more privy to these things. Like Michael Grizz Grazy loves, loves, loves infusing and innovating to make crew better on our weekly meetings. And it's like in six days, Hope Cub has had to make that transition, but crew has been making oh, yeah. that transition for at least a year and a half. I, yeah, well, for the record, I haven't been there for a year and a half. Sure, sure, sure. And I, I'm not. I, I, <laughs> when I was there, we weren't doing that. Right. When I was there, it was maybe an Instagram post on the on a weekly basis. Sure. And now Grizz and Anna are just blowing up the story. Like they're constantly posting about stuff. They're on top of communication on yeah Zoom meetings and stuff, and they're on it. And I'm not trying to disparage what's going on now. But at the point of my exit and <laughs> full kind of – well, this is interesting. I was just thinking about this, how you're coming at it from a, a, a bunch of different areas. We both have a background. I think all three of us have a background in just, like, doing stuff at church uh, growing up. Yeah. Um, well, not growing up, but doing stuff at church for sure. Yeah. Cody didn't grow up in the church. Oh. Yeah, I actually came to faith probably about four years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Right before I came to St. Cloud? I feel like I should have known that. We'll have a special segment talking about Cody's story. Okay, sick. Sounds good. Um, and like do just doing stuff at church. There's there's a decent amount of experience with all of us on that. And so we come from that, but I've done a bunch of TV stuff. And I've, you know, made, like, especially with uh, with hockey, there's a bunch of social media stuff that happens. We make, make a bunch of videos and a bunch of, bunch of promos mm. and stuff. Um that all points to the main show, which is a lot of what we did here. Well, uh, not quite, but like we made the different kinds of content to go up during the week, and then we did the show here. I mean, we is a pretty liberal use of the word "we." There it was you and everyone else that was here. I wasn't here, but right. Well, you were here in, in spirit. You, I was. You helped really out was Saturday and laid the railroad tracks for everyone else to walk on Sunday morning. That's very kind of you. Um, <laughs> but. So I'm coming at it. My TV production stuff translates really well in here. And don't uh, walk on wheel- railroad tracks. Sorry. <laughs> I realized that's how I for everyone to walk on. Yeah, I realized that's how oh I phrased it. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. just that, that I've got <laughs> I've got my experience coming in. Yeah. From my perspective, which is very different from yours, but they both translated really well into this mm-hmm. particular instance. Mm-hmm. And even having Cody here on Thursday. I, I do not know how we could have done it. I was saying this to you uh, before we, I think we even got here, and I did mm-hmm. say it to you too. I don't think, I think it's fairly true to say that all three of us were the kind of the main driving force that got a, the biggest technological problems solved. Mm-hmm. And not one of us could have done it without the other, probably. Like, I was kind of passive a little bit, but, like, I could not have done it without either of you. I know that's for sure. I feel like one of you guys may have figured it out eventually, what I was figuring out. But Dude, no. Stop. How would I even? Stop deflecting. You you just Stop have deflecting <laughs> praise, Cody. Accept it. It's you, true. You happened to find exactly how the audio was being sent in. You went and got or found a forum post with the software and then brought it in. And it was really good. And it was very helpful. Thanks. Hey, it works. That's what matters. Right. Actually, it's really neat. It's basically just taking virtual patch cables and just poking them oh, into yeah. places. <sighs> anyway, you were saying <laughs> that it's cool that all of our different backgrounds translate in here, that I yes. have not experienced college ministry in such a way that would translate so nicely here. Mm-hmm. So that's my perspective. But my, my, my background over the last few years comes very nicely into this right. field. Yeah. Yours does too, and yours does too. Yes, even though they're all quite a bit different. I mean, the particular reason as to why I called Cody is because he just on his own 
figured out how to take our normal crew setup, pump it into a computer, and make it a TV or make it into a YouTube video. It was crazy. What are you doing? He's pouring I'm coffee. Pouring coffee oh, okay. <laughs> I can't. S- there's a wall between me and the boys. This is FDA approved. This is organic. Right here, dude. Organic, organic podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've never yeah, seen Cody look for less sure. entertained in my entire life. That was crazy. I was like, we're organic. And I look at Cody for a smile or a chuckle because that joke kind of solid. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I, I want to transition into uh, the first iteration of this segment. Yes. Where we bring our friends up and gas them up. Exa- yes. <laughs> Huge fact. What? Well, first of all, uh, Cody Pratt, thank you again for for coming in to our podcast space today. I'm really happy yeah, to have no you. Problem. Yeah, granted, our podcast space. Uh, it's not our podcast. Space. Yeah, it's definitely not our podcast space. Thank you for a but but this is a, this is real. Thank you for, um, like how you so intentionally and comfortably fit in with what Caleb and I have tried to do. Yeah, in the last two episodes, we both are like. Both of us have the desire to make things really, really good, which is a good thing, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a little bit problematic, especially with this kind of thing, because it comes more about the results and less about the heart of what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It, like, we've been blessed with two really good episodes because we both before were talking and processing and praying about this does not have to be good. This should be real, and it should glorify God. Those are the two yeah. goals. Right. And so then... We're both coming in pretty heavy here. I'm out of breath. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a photo album. Uh, we both come in here, and I was like, I'm sure we can have Cody on. And then I'm thinking to myself, is that going to make it kind of whack? Is it going to throw it off? I'm like, can we pray? And you're like lost in some stuff over there. And Cody's like, yes, let's do it. I was like, oh, this man gets it. <laughs> He's with it. That's, um, that's what I appreciate. I... Before I talk about what I appreciate, I would like to give Cody the time and space to kind of lay out his testimony. Yes, please. Um, so, where have you come from? Where where do you go? Where have you come from? Cody Pratt. Oh, <laughs> uh, for those of you who didn't hear, yes, there was a reference in the background. But you probably <laughs> didn't hear, so I'm sorry. It's fine. All right. Where I am and where I'm going. Oh, goodness. Well, that's where, a, came, where, where you came from. Where I came from. That, that I can answer. Right, um, right. So originally, I grew up in Iowa. No, I'm kidding. This is an example. I actually totally up. forgot you grew up in Iowa. Uh, yeah, so I grew up in Iowa. I come from a split family. Uh, my parents got separated and then divorced when I was real young. Um, I I was grew up with two brothers. With my mom, eventually I moved in with my dad, and he had two daughters with uh, with my stepmom. Yeah. Um, I moved in with them because of some issues I was having medically, and then also because I grew up without a father, and I really wanted a father. Uh, Fair point. Unfortunately, after I moved in, I didn't really get to know my father even after that. He's always been a workaholic. Uh, But it kind of left me, like, throughout my life kind of wanting something. Um, I I grew up as kind of a people pleaser and, and kind of wanting... You know, my dad's attention, my mom's attention, my stepmom's attention. I was the oldest of five siblings, so I got some attention. But at the same time, like, when your dad's a workaholic, you don't really get a lot of attention. Right, yeah. Um, so I ran into some troubles throughout high school where I was making dumb decisions like high schoolers will. And 
Uh, I don't know what you mean. Oh I've boy, I've never made dumb decisions in high school. Oh goodness, if you didn't, you, you know, you, you you were blessed, <laughs> yeah, my friend. That's a big fact. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't until after I know, high right. school that I really started making a faith journey of any kind. Um, hmm. I actually had a couple friends uh, who who believed in in Christ and in God and whatnot, but I respected that, but I didn't really follow that and. Uh, I was going through some hard times, and one of my friends was like, maybe you should pray on that. Maybe you should pray. And I remember one night I did pray. Uh, I was uh, I was going through a rough time, so I, I prayed, like, God, if, these are, if, if there's something in my life that you don't want in my life, take it away. Uh, and that was a dangerous I prayer. I was going to say, that's one of the most dangerous oh prayers boy. known to man. Power. Uh, <laughs> within two weeks, my life had flipped. Like, uh, friends had just ripped out of my life the girlfriend i had been dating like her family decided they hated me all of a sudden um my my parents got mad at me for all of the things that were they were mad at me but hadn't ever like confronted me on like life blew up nice uh and two weeks into that i kind of realized that it was right after my prayer and i remember being so mad <laughs> that i started yelling at the ceiling yes yelling at the ceiling uh partially feeling like a fool but partially feeling like well, I prayed a, a prayer and this thing happened, so either I'm a fool or he actually does exist. Dang. Uh, <laughs> wow. I was yelling at him, like, how could you make my life suck so bad? And I got an answer, and it was the word Sodom. And as someone who didn't grow up in the church, I had no clue what Sodom was. For those of you who are listening and kind of go, what the heck? Like I, That sounds familiar, but like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, um, Cities that uh, were so filled with sin that God uh, cast fire and brimstone brimstone on them. Um, and through well, sorry to cut you off, just when I was little, I didn't know what fire and brimstone was. I just knew it was bad. Right. It means it like nuked Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. It was gone. Well, if wiped you ever, off the face of the earth. If you ever watch a video of like volcanoes spewing things out like giant chunks of rock yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. i envision like oh, flaming yeah. chunks yeah, yeah, of yeah. rock from a fl- volcano and that's probably what it was is a volcano hit those two towns yeah um yeah, like a volcano got dumped on yeah sodom and gomorrah uh, yikes <laughs> <laughs> Oof. the other word i got later on was isaac uh which is the story of um it's, it's isaac's father is abraham right yes that's correct. okay i was like wait don't want to spread falsehoods here. Uh, Bro, it's all good. Photo album. Anywho's, it took me a long time to realize what those meant. Um, mm-hmm. uh, through some, I had, like I said, I had some friends, and actually my boss at the time uh, really poured into me during that time because I was sitting there going, guys, my life sucks. I This crazy experience happened. I don't know what's going on in my life. And they really led me to uh, put down the sins that were in my life, uh, kind of, to give up that old life I was living, the one that was leading to fire and brimstone, and pick up a new life, um, and to really accept Christ into my life because he is the embodiment of sacrifice, which is exactly the story of Abraham and Isaac right before Jesus comes. Uh, Well, not right before Jesus comes, but the story before Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, after that, I started feeling a calling to be to, to further my education in St. Cloud. Um, and I felt called to be there. And uh, it was actually something my parents agreed with because it made sense to them. 
Um, so I came here. Neat. And I knew that I needed to be plugged into some sort of ministry here. So I literally, the, the first day I was here, walking down the street, and there's a table for crew. And they were giving out cups with a Coke inside. I remember Cup that. Cup and Coke. That was a uh, good day. So I got plugged into crew that way. Um, and that's kind of been my faith walk because I've kind of joined crew. I've joined a couple churches over the time. Uh, there's a lot of other, you know, experiences throughout my story, but I don't want to, you know, take an hour just for that. So I would love for you to take an hour, but... I don't know if we have an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want to go first to me? I can go first. Okay, that'd be great. It's really, really cool, Cody. I can see not only, like, God's fingerprints over what you're saying and how he shaped you as a as a worker now, but also, like you have more similarities than between Mitchell and you and you and me than I initially thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, like that type of prayer of like, Hey God, if your will be done, take something out, then do it. Like I came to a point, my sophomore year of college where my most common prayer I needed to pray was like, Lord, humble me take me to my knees and crush me to my bones that the only thing animating me is your spirit. Anything is on the table for you to destroy and remake new. And like that kind of idea, I, I've never heard anybody else do that. And I don't, I'm not trying to flex on myself. I'm just trying to flex on Cody. I'm trying to yeah, guess. Uh, no, <laughs> you are. You are. You're good. Um, you're, you're on your way there at least. <laughs> It's been really wonderful to be in such close relation to you as a brother in Christ, seeing how you serve and love and host people and things is is a skill set that I don't have and I'm envious of. Like we were at the weekly meeting Zoom thing. What well, what's the proper way to call this without making it disparaging? The online weekly meeting. We were at the online weekly meeting. Cody turns on his video, and there are, like, <laughs> seven people in his apartment. <laughs> it was actually six people in Emily's apartment, uh, my my girlfriend and hopefully future uh, fiancé. Hopefully she's not watching. What? No one's watching. I don't think anyone's <laughs> watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's, TV al- boy. <laughs> she's already in the know, dude. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Everyone's But, in yeah, the know. we had six people over that day, which is crazy. Yeah. It's pretty wild. It's under 10, so that's fine. Yeah. Did y'all wash your hands and stuff? Yeah. It was good. And we had social distancing. Like, people were on their different couches. That's good. That's solid. Except for Wayne. He he, he gets everywhere. Oh, Wayne. Like, you <laughs> described Wayne like a flock of locusts. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was horrible. Wayne, Wayne kind of gets on everything. That'll happen. Dude, come on. That's what he said. <laughs> I know. And, and it's so true. Well, Wayne I, I'm going to pause the man. Cody gas session Okay. to make sure... That Wayne knows, whenever he hears this, that he has been a fulcrum of growth in my life. A fulcrum of growth. Because he, it happened on a basketball court. Wayne is a lot of good things, and he's not particularly skilled in basketball. At least not as much as other people that I've played with. And so what he lacks in refined basketball skill, he makes up for an effort. Mm -hmm. And so he was playing with a little lack of control and smacked me. Uh, in the back and like five star me on accident because he was trying to reach for the ball. I believe him. I don't think he was lying, but in the moment I wanted to just like lay into him, just light him up. Mm. 
and uh, Gabe Sunderland was there, and I turn, I like wheeled on him, and I was about to just, and then I see Gabe behind Wayne, mm-hmm. and Gabe was like, "Okay, if you really think it's the best thing to do, go for it." That's like the look he sent me. He's like, "I don't agree with you, but I'm not gonna stop you, and you will own the consequences of this." I was Uh-oh. like, and I look at Wayne, and I'm like, I kind of hurt. And Wayne instantly was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I did not mean to hit you at all. I was just going for the ball, and I'm I'm a little less coordinated than I like to be. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I am a cocky man. <laughs> I am an arrogant SOB. I, I have no place to be just laying on the lot. And, and the way Wayne's always like, hey, stuff's happening. Hey, come to this. Like you, I, Hearing about... Um, the purity group and how he's just like run with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's been been dope. So I, I mean everything I just said. I just didn't want to leave the impression out there that you think Wayne is a flock of locusts. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That <laughs> I was riffing on something funny that Cody said, and just the way Cody said it, it tickled me. Right. It is not the truth. What I just said is the truth of my opinion of Wayne. Right. Back to your regularly scheduled. Uh, gas up Cody session. Yes. Um, your insight into our discipleship time has been really great. I think it's endearing that you read from the King James. Uh, oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah. My Not even the NKJV? No, it's an NKJV, but oh. it's in my travel Bible because my regular Bible is an ESV, but it's the study Bible that oh, weighs It's like two pounds. bricks put yeah, together. It's like bulletproof. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it, I think I it kills cars thing. if you throw it hard enough. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm pretty like sure I've cracked a something with it. Um, Spine. The, the weird part is you can crack an ESV study Bible with an ESV study Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I feel like this is a story. Um, but anyways, it was a bit. That's all it is. Was there more to what you were saying? Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was. Sorry. And you're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, just the skill set you have for like hosting and inviting people over and like being willing to, to be that force is something I don't have. And I love seeing it. I love seeing that gifting in you. And it's something that I wish I had. And I really appreciate you for it. Like, the level of bravery it takes to be like, hey, yeah, anybody can come over to my apartment. You do leave the door open and unlocked. And it's like, I don't. <laughs> and I would never want to do that. Same. <laughs> but I know that, like, that's the way we're called to live as believers. I see that reality in you, and I want to be there with you. So thank you for that. Thank you. I find it so funny because a year ago, I probably wouldn't have felt so inviting. And then I went on a North African mission trip, and just oh. seeing the way they live, like, they don't even have front doors on some of their houses. It's insane. Yeah, because they can't afford them. Yeah, but I don't want a front door in my house now, except for I'm in Minnesota, and that would freeze me to death. But a chilly. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, is even after those times of having people over, like I feel guilty sometimes because I realize I can't spend time with everyone all the time. Yeah, dude. Uh, and I guess I've taken some solace in the fact that Jesus goes and like leaves his disciples to go sit in the wilderness, and I've kind of been missing that this year. Mm. Well, we have some forced Sabbath time now. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Light them up. I have to respond to an important message really quick. Sweet. Um, so another quick, cool factoid about Cody Pratt and I is that two summers ago, 
Um, I went on a teaching trip to North Africa, and we were doing teaching stuff. And then I came back, and it was an extremely wonderful. Uh, what? What are you reacting to? Just because I'm like, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Caleb, tell your story. Stop getting so distracted. Gosh. <laughs> Stop making faces. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta focus. Man. I was just okay, listening I'll very intently. Re- re- really, really. really. <laughs> so anyway, so we we went there. I went there with this wonderful team and taught English, and I also did a little workshop on music, as well as just getting to know the people in this corner of the world. And then I came back, and Cody was like, "Man." I I kind of feel like the Lord might be pulling me to somewhere else in the world. And also, I just switched my major to teaching and tech ed. And I'm like, dude, do I have a place for you? <laughs> and oh boy. I, I challenged him to go and walk the same path that I did. Go go teach in, in this country and just kind of step out in faith and see what would happen. And as much as you can share, as much as we both can share of this beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, what do you have to say from that time of your life? Oh boy, was it worth it? Was my was my nagging you to go worth it? Heck, you didn't even have to nag me. I just remember like <laughs> going, "Hey, Caleb, I don't know where to go," and you're like, "Sit down, I have a story to tell you." <laughs> and like after your story, I was just like, "Uh, I have to pray on this, but like I think I'm going there." Sweet, <laughs> and that's kind of how I have it for me too. <laughs> <laughs> and you looked at me and went, "Cool, cool." <laughs> um, Is that how I did that? I don't know. Well, this is one thing that I love is that it's too long ago. you two are so much more similar than at least I know Caleb is aware of. I don't know how aware you are of your similarities, <laughs> but you you guys are super, super similar. I think it's really cool because Caleb and I are very different. I and mean, we're similar in, in, in certain ways, but we also have very, very different traits. And um, all the times where I'm like, I wish there was just like a blending. There's just like, I wish we could be more in the middle on stuff. And then I'll hang out with all three of us hang out at the same time. I'm like, oh. Cody speaks my language and Kill's language. <laughs> this is fantastic. This is fantastic. Dude, dude's bilingual. Yeah. Th- that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Super nice woman. Uh yeah, so we uh I I love Cody because um you have done very similar things that <laughs> you don't know what this means, but that other twos have done in my life, but you've done it while not um, like dampening my like positive efforts, I guess. So like we, I, I've interacted the most with you at UTBS, mm-hmm. and like you, uh, were are no were uh, producing a show. Um, yeah. and one of the, your colleagues on that show uh, was not uh, a very gifted communicator. Oh boy, not a very <laughs> gifted leader. Yep. <laughs> um and. She uh, was in a position that required communication and leadership. And so I, being the asshat that I am, felt particularly inclined to make fun of her anytime I pleased. And I would say so to you, and you would, like, push back, but not in a way that directly pushed me back, and in a way that convicted me way more than I ever could have had if I just got in a fight with somebody. <laughs> like, someone would be like, hey, Mitchell, yep. be quiet, You and, like, and gone after me. would have been a fight. But you were just like, yeah, you're right. I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> he he let me have it. I, 
<laughs> I just didn't know what to do. And even though I was right, and I, I, I knew I was right about the points I was making, the point you were making was like, okay, and what, like, why, what's the point? And it, like, directly challenged my superiority complex. And uh, just that, that's an example of the thing where just, like, you come alongside a lot where I am. And you don't try to needle, and you don't try to manipulate. You just come in. You're like, "Can I help you?" And I'll be like, "Uh, I don't know." And you're like, "Okay, I can just wait, or I can work on something, or I can whatever." And I'm always like, "How is it always just like a gentle breeze every time you enter a room? Every time you show up <laughs> in a dynamic, it's always like that moment when it's like a hot summer day, and the breeze comes in. You're just like, "Oh, okay, cool. There it is." Cody is gentle breeze. Cody is gentle breeze, man. There's the title. That's it. <laughs> Cody is a gentle breeze. Yeah. <laughs> Write that down. Oh, you guys. Um, that's genuinely my best insight is that I think you don't, uh, we, you haven't been in my life as often as I would prefer, but every time you are, it is like a gentle breeze. And I thank you for being the way you are in my life and in Caleb's life because the way you are in Caleb's life also oh impacts me. I feel like somet- sometimes I walk in with Caleb and it's more of a, a gust of wind that he has to sit there and, and weather through until it becomes gentle again. No, dude, never. Literally never. A breeze, a gentle breeze, if it picks up any, like, velocity, you're probably going to feel like you're just blisteringly fast. And it's always like, no, man, there's space for that. Also, he's used to me, man. You want to see blister? You want to see want to see gust of wind <laughs> he has to weather the storm through? Hey, Mitchell Barnhart, great to meet you. Don't shake hands. Don't shake hands. Don't do it. Don't don't. Ah, we did it. We went for it. You gross. Sanitize. Go get the sanitizer. Hold on. Oh no. I'm gonna pull this out right now. You washed your hands. Yeah, I washed my hands. I don't care if either of you washed anything. Put the put that on. This is social distancing. I don't care if you washed anything. You better start talking because we both. Oh, I got you. So I was actually just remembering one of those talks that you had mentioned, like uh, specifically about UCBS, oh and no. I just remember, like you coming up to me one day, and you're just like, "Why are you not the director of this show?" <laughs> and yeah. I was like, "Because <laughs> this person is. I'm the the assistant director." And you're like, "Yes, yes, but they're but you're you're here and they're they're not there. What? Why aren't you communicating? And why everyone are you was looking this? to you for leadership. I'm like, and what are you doing? And I, I looked at you and I remember going um, something along the lines of like, yeah, but like I can do this, so why would I? This person needs this in their life. They need an, a chance to to you know do that. Right. And I guess that kind of goes back to that mentorship role that I was talking about earlier. But I just thought that was funny that he used that example. Uh, and it played so well into this podcast. Totally. Uh, we just received a call. Mitchell's taking it right now. But is there anything that you would like to say to either of us before we close it out for today? You can say no. I just want to say thank you. Why? Thank you for being <laughs> here. And Caleb, thank you to you for being a friend that we've never really been like, hey, let's hang out all of the time. But mm-hmm. any time that I've ever had anything... I knew I could give you a call, and I thank you for being that that person that I can give a call to. Oh, absolutely. And I thank Mitchell for being a guy who can be Christ-like in a TV station, because that's something I have yet to figure out how to be. It's hard. Oh, goodness. Dude, it just so hard. When I hear him come home, and he's like, this went really well, and this went really badly, and like he 
acts as a leader. He's not even in here. This is great. He'll listen to this later. Like, <laughs> like he'll be like, someone made a really bad mistake, and I wanted to lay into them. Like, I wanted to lay lay it all down, and then I gave them a compliment. I gave them exactly what happened because they knew, and then I gave them another compliment. And he didn't even think about it. Like that kind of like poop sandwich idea. You know what I'm talking about? Where if you're, if, if someone did something bad. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard it called that, but yeah. <laughs> so it goes, it was a bread. It's like, okay, this was something that went really well. You have the essence of the poop in the right in the middle. And then the, 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 the closing okay argument. And like to hear him come home into, to be a leader huh? like that is amazing. Wow. I really wish I'd heard what you guys were talking You will about. later. <laughs> oh no <laughs> sweet um well, do, you, do you have any closing remarks i uh, just i mean cody thank you for being here yeah you, thank you, you thank you so much we we're just here being here being out of our home right. which is you know a hard place to work a hard place to be sometimes yeah so being here in god's house working on stuff just being so I thank you for you just being here at all. I thank you for getting a mic thrown at you and totally rolling with it and <laughs> making it such a wonderful, uh, wonderful bit of conversation. Yes. Um, I just hope you know that I love you, that Kayla loves you. That, uh, True. So one of the things we, we felt as we were kind of being inclined to start the podcast was that we, <laughs> was that we uh, both are a little melancholy about leaving mm-hmm. and that we both are like, there are all these people that I want them to know how we feel. And I want them to be able to remember it and, and feel it forever. I never want that feeling to fade or to become less true for them. About yeah. how we feel about a, a whole bunch of people that we met throughout our time. Yeah. And so whatever I would say, I don't know exactly what to say, but whatever I would say to make sure you know how much I appreciate you, how much, God has used you as a tool in my life. Um, again, like I said, with not as much frequency, wow, with not as much frequency as I now like wish would have been the case. Uh, still, I appreciate very much. I wish you well. I don't know what to say. Sweet to to, to smoothly dismount here. Uh, I can but help. I feel you like with I got that. my point. Yeah, across. I wish I wish you well. I think. Goodbye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> as not leaving me yet. Uh, I know we got we got weeks left, but like as <laughs> I leave, as I leave crew, uh, I'm at so much peace knowing that things are in your hands, mm. and it's not all of me. All of me is pretty evenly distributed between accolades. <laughs> I would even call them accolades. Just God's people who is He is called in and called up mm-hmm. to take positions. Acolytes. Sorry, what? Acolytes. Accolades are awards or honors you're given for your performance. Yeah. <laughs> Cody gets a Caleb Award. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we make a bunch of, like, Caleb Awards? Oh, what? No. Why? What, yes. what does no, that even mean? You. We're doing this. We're going to put them out. What is a Caleb Award? Laminate them, I don't know. And you're going to give them to people. Well, do we want them to be the Caleb Award or, like, the Cop Award? No, the Caleb Award. Caleb? Okay. Yeah. And then... This is uncomfortable. The, the bit <laughs> is that uh, it doesn't have any more meaning than the intrinsic fact that Caleb gave you an award. Yeah. Stop. You don't it. know what end, it's for. And <laughs> just, just you get a Caleb award. Oh, sick. What for? Congrats. <laughs> I'll see you. <ya. laughs>
Thanks, guys. Anyway. You both get yours taken away now. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I worked hard for my Caleb Award, <laughs> even if I don't. I worked harder. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. Okay. Cody, I just want to say that I see God working in you. And, like, what I have done in the role that I have is more than covered in part by you. And it's wonderful. It's great. And the best part is that whatever is or isn't covered, like after we leave, mm-hmm. this is not our stewardship anymore. Well, Caleb's stewardship, particularly with crew, but just our presence here stops being our stewardship. Mm-hmm. Not that we don't care, obviously, but it's not our stewardship. And so the fact that someone as sensitive to the Lord's promptings, as committed to learning and yearning after the Lord, like you, is here to take on the stewardship as it will be, what as it will be when it becomes what it is when we leave. Nice. That was some acrobatics right there. <laughs> but um, it's going to change, right? When we leave, it's going to yeah. intrinsically change. And whether you're capable right now or not, you are so sensitive to what God's doing that you are made capable even more so that you are you are right there. You are a tool and God is working and you let him work and it's really cool and I love it. Got this youth pastor hand motion going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Got this middle school. What's up, guys? We like to activate just like laying down, laying down hands. He um, didn't have a middle school youth pastor. Okay. I'm sorry. And Mitchell, down your compliments because I know you're going to call it out. Oh, no. But I just want to let you guys know that even if I wasn't here, God would provide Uh, something. No, that's a fact. That's a truth. I'm going to let that stand. That's true. Sustained. That's fair. Sustained. (laughs) Sustained. Motion sustained. Okay. However, you do not get to. You uh, are here, (laughs) and I I want you to be encouraged. Whether you are or not is your problem, but (laughs) I really hope you are, and we've done our best. And we'll try again sometime. Thank you. There we go. Here. Sweet. And, and guys, this has been the podcast. Yes. Yes. When it comes to outros, this is how you do it. Woo!